0: listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening. This is Shereen Rice of Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. If you'd like to give us a call, our call-in number is 917-889-8078. If you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, I also have an email address that you can contact me at, at shereen, C-W-R, at gmail, S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E, C-W-R, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would like to remind everyone that our show is on every Thursday now at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, and 8 Central Time. Uh, My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you subscribe to those services. If you want direct links to the programs on uh, those services, you may go to our homepage at cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or... One eight hundred seven nine nine seven two two. So I will tell you that I'm on a little bit later than normal tonight for the reason that I forgot to put it in my schedule. So I have to have a, like a beeper for everything, and so I set up uh, alerts all day long about everything. Ten thousand steps in, and what happens? <laughs> I, I'm at my mom's going. Oh, my show just started. I better run home. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am so sorry But I have a great person on tonight Carolyn She's a federal employee, a single mother A very hard worker And the vice president of SAVE And SAVE is saving abuse and Violence victims Through education And she works hard at educating people About domestic violence So tonight our topic is going to be on Toxic people And how to identify them Basically What to look for Um What kind of behavioral traits do they bring with them? And um, at this time, I want to um, say hello to Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Hi, Shireen.
1: (laughs) Okay, i got (laughs) to tell
0: you, sometimes when my show starts, it puts people in the um, green room, and then I forget that they're in there. So I had to go to make sure you were out. (laughs) Okay, so... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know we talk about everything sound connected. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we are We're, we're doing good uh, We talk about a lot of subjects, you and I So that's good But um, the one that I wanted to talk about tonight Was toxic people And I know you've had a ton of them in your life As, as I have as well So um, what are some of the uh, attributes uh, Characteristics or behavioral attributes That you think that a uh, toxic person has
1: well, here's where I have become really attuned into the insidiousness of a toxic person because in my experiences, the folks that I have been around who have been toxic people don't look like a toxic person initially. So I've, I've learned now what is toxicity versus what is not toxicity. And uh-huh. it wasn't something that I really knew at, at first because m- mine presented Put together, very uh-huh. ambitious, goal oriented, uh-huh. but it wasn't until a year later I discovered this person didn't experience empathy. So I would say a huge marker for whether or not a person is toxic or has the capacity to be toxic or cruel to others is whether or not they're able to experience an empathy response. And I'm not talking about sympathy. We can all say, oh, you are poor or pity someone else. But I'm actually talking about empathy where it, you feel it yourself when someone else is in distress and you try to alleviate someone else's distress. If a person doesn't experience that, they can actually cause harm to others without remorse. And I find I found that to be one of the strangest experiences in my dealing with toxic people.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what I thought as well. Um, Wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: (laughs) That is a term I love to use. I'm so glad you brought that up too because it just just, uh, clarifies, you know, what it is because they look like a sheep. They lay down in the grass like a sheep. (laughs) They drink from the same water as the sheep. They lie in the sun like the sheep. You know, they might even bawl like a sheep and they look like a sheep. But – the difference between a sheep and a wolf in sheep's clothing is the wolf eats the sheep. And so that's the difference. Is they're willing <laughs> so, to destroy That is so correct. <laughs> they're to
0: that destroy is so others. right on. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. Oh, I love it. it. Is so well, true. also, so, a couple yeah. other things that I noticed, they have a very negative aura about them. Now, that is something that is very difficult to, to see, right? Um, sometimes because you're seeing the positive and the good aura that they, or not aura, the good things that they do and say and and everything to make you believe that they're the sheep. And um, so what I found, and tell me about this for yourself, is <clears throat> if I had to tell anyone about anything, I would say, listen to your body. If you feel uneasy, if you have a bad feeling, your stomach's just not right, Something doesn't seem right, you start crying or shaking or you know, just something may seem just wrong. Run. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, it's
1: like it's like the book, The Gift of Fear. It's a New York Times bestselling book. Yeah, I my favorite. I haven't read it. Have you actually read it? I've heard Yeah, yeah, about and I have it so I like, can give it to you. Oh, thank you. I would love to borrow it. I appreciate that, because I've heard so much about it, and apparently the idea is that when you're feeling fear, it's a gift to yourself to know when you're in danger, and you really right. need to listen To the way that your body expresses fear, some people might get anxiety or sit to their stomach or head aching. Um, I got sweaty palms. When I was in danger, my palms would get sweaty, and when I was safe, I would be calm. My hands would be perfectly smooth and dry, not a problem. I would be safe and comfortable. But when I knew something was going on in the background to try to hurt me or my children, I I had a physiological response to the to the fear, to the stress. So I've done that. Would definitely be marker for
0: for me mm-hmm. yeah and um, I love that book it's actually uh, one of my favorites I have several books but that's definitely one of my favorites another one of course is uh, why does he do that <laughs> but that being said um, I found with my um, abuser that I would literally one time I, I'm not kidding I just started I'm out to dinner with my um, with his son and his wife and I just start crying and I couldn't stop crying mm-hmm. and he said, I can't take you anywhere. And he started to shame me and belittle me and, <clears throat> and so forth. But I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. There was no reason he had, as far as I can remember, uh, wasn't being mean to me or anything. I just started crying and I couldn't stop. And, um, it was very horrible, but, um, these are things that I realize and there's times where I just start shaking when he was in the room. That's how toxic he was. That's how my body just basically said, Oh my gosh, get out But I didn't know how to listen to my body at that time. And so I'm I'm doing a lot better now. But how about you? When you first got in, did you did it take a while for you to learn how to listen to your body or did you at all? Or yes. what would be some of the markers?
1: Well, like I said, it took me a year into my marriage to recognize this person had a problem and doesn't experience empathy in the way that a normal human brain does. I mean, we're, we're wired for empathy and mirror neurons and all of that so that we can connect with other people. And this person yes. had an attachment disorder and was unable to experience these things. And it took me a while to recognize it because he presented as if he was, you know, productive. And so my body would start picking up on the things and I would get a physiological response for no reason. Like I would have a clammy hand or a sweaty hand if we were just driving in the car and then that was you know, prior to an event of him calling me names and uh, using verbal abuse in a heavy way um, even right. in front of the children and it was it was awful and for a while I wasn't recognizing it as abusive because it was verbal, 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 emotional, 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 and then it increased in intensity and frequency until I was a physiological mess and I wasn't understanding what was happening in my own body and I didn't recognize it as abusive until my perceptions of reality ran smack into the brick wall of reality that it was unacceptable, that he was never going to change, and he he. And I had to recognize it for what it was. And then I had to step up and do the work that it would take to tangle myself in that situation. And I literally had to flee and was in court dates over and over and over. And, I mean, it was just a mess. But, yes, your body will tell you when you're in specific situations that are not safe to you, physically or emotionally, your your body knows your well your spirit knows and your your body and spirit connection know and you you can listen to these things and be be guided and warned so that you can bring yourself and your children into safety and onto a stable platform. Right, mm-hmm. and
0: how many uh, children do you have with your abuser?
1: So I had two boys by him. And I had a daughter from a prior relationship, and I ended. Up, I ended up. i married with two with two children by him, and um, yes.
0: And thought you'd live happily ever after, and and then the toxicity started coming out. Is that about right? Right. So
1: right. So that was you know my plan. I mean I. Do you know the Chris Watts story in Colorado? Just really well put together man, made lots of money, would go to golf courses to network with people, ended up being on trial for murder. They set his bail at... Oh, something huge! I can't even remember. I want to say fifty thousand or five hundred thousand. I can't remember, but it was a huge bail because they believed him to be guilty in the murder of his wife in Colorado, and it was shocking to everybody and his own biological children. And this man was
0: well dressed. Oh, that's the he, recent one. The that's professional real recent one, right?
1: Yeah, there's a recent one in Colorado. Look it up. It's it's really shocking yeah. to me because I feel like that's the kind of person I married. I married someone who was well-dressed and looked like a regular human being. But in his heart, he's willing to destroy other people. And I had to go through legal destruction at his hands. And, you know, I'm terrified that he, he would be capable of something to that extent if he felt like he could get away with it or, you know, he let himself go down that path of murderous thoughts, people, because they will, depending on the severity of their personality disorder or the severity of their toxicity, if they start going down the track of, murderous thoughts it won't be long before they'll start acting on these kinds of things and um, it's hard to tell a person who is a genuine authentic caring empathetic supportive regular human being from someone who is putting on this show but in their heart they're only out for themselves and are willing to step on anyone and even destroy people to attain their own objectives
0: Right. Hey, um, one thing that I noticed, and let me uh, ask you if you noticed the same thing, toxic people do not like being in a healthy re- a healthy environment.
1: Well, I, I think that's an interesting point. So I would imagine that it would be somewhat uncomfortable for them because in a healthy environment, folks call out each other in a healthy way. So if you're doing something that hurts my feelings, stream, I would say, oh, hey, XYZ hurts my feelings. And then a healthy response would be, oh, I apologize. I will try not to hurt your feelings. You know, And in a healthy relationship, people can say truth to each other and actually try to help each other have a better, happier experience. But in an unhealthy relationship, someone who's unhealthy would say, Oh, this hurts. Let me dig in, in a little deeper You know, let me let me yeah. tell you you're crazy, you're the problem, let me, you know, death by a thousand pricks. That's what mm-hmm. my marriage was. It was death by a thousand pricks and yeah. um that's that's how it um you know, died because he killed it and it was lots of little things over the course of it. And so um I wouldn't imagine they'd be capable of a healthy relationship, a toxic person. Or that if they were in a healthy relationship they would want out because they would be exposed for their true nature and they don't want to be exposed for the
0: Well even that. a healthy they environment. Um around people that are healthy. <clears throat> Not just in a relationship I'm saying, I'm saying around people that are healthy. Maybe not.
1: I think that they crave, you know, a healthy relationship with someone. I mean, they they think they do, or they'll they'll need it for their own objectives. But as soon as that healthy relationship has, so- has stopped benefiting them, yeah, you know, they'll discard it without a second thought. And then that healthy person will notice the unhealthy things, and the healthy person will distance themselves because the healthy person won't stay. Right. in in, in that kind of a scenario
0: long. Once they pick up on it, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, Yeah, mine um, didn't like being in a healthy environment at all. It made him feel extremely um, at, uh, -at un-at-ease, and uh, uh, literally did not like being around healthy people either. And maybe that's because they would catch on, you know what I mean? Right, because
1: a healthy person will be able to see the strangeness of a person's behavior if you have repeated and frequent contact over time. So that's why, you know, mine won't be in a relationship longer than a few years. And the woman that he has now, oh heaven help her, um, I believe will only be as short as his first few failed relationships have been. And it's just because they can't sustain being with a healthy Environment in a healthy way they're they're really out to serve themselves, and when people catch up on, catch on to that they're not going to tolerate that either and those relationships will dissolve this yeah my, this is my opinion
0: no I agree I agree and um uh, some other attributes um behavioral attributes I saw was they loved to hate that's what I call it loved to hate um they just love uh, hating on people, backbiting and fabricating and false accusations and making up stories. False and, accusations,
1: making up stories and disdain. Oh, they love disdain and they're so much better than so-and-so or so much better than you. Or mm-hmm, yeah. they, they love to hate.
0: Yeah. And one thing I noticed is they suck the life right out of you. You try so hard to make Well, number one, just like you said, you just don't really understand a toxic person until you've learned about them and lived with them, really. Um, But they suck the life right out of you all the time.
1: Completely agree. And, you know, there's a lot of work being done in psychology about this, especially folks with narcissistic personality disorder or folks with borderline or other Mm -hmm. known Psychological problems will, they'll say that. The psychologists will say, yes, even being around these people is such an energy drain because it's all about them, them, them all the time, and you're trying to walk on eggshells around this person, not to poke the beast, and then end up being yelled at or worse beaten, or, you know, you just are in a constant state of hyper awareness around these types of people. So it really does drain everything out of you. And not only that, mind didn't want to see my progression. So I would say, hey, I'd like to go back to school so I can learn something else. So I don't have to do the same position the rest of my life. And he just total shot down, stomping on my dreams, saying we need you here, this is you, you will never be anything else, you are this. You know, he needed me to be that for him. I had mm-hmm. no... And it was so draining on me. So right. Yeah, so I agree. A, a toxic person will drain your dreams and drain who you think you are, what you like, and you'll try. I tried to change what I enjoyed in life in order to conform to what he needed in order to keep peace. But I've learned that healthy people don't do that. Healthy people right. don't alter their own needs and enjoyment and their own things and their own desires in order to conform to someone else in order to keep the peace. And you don't need to do that. A toxic person will say you have to conform, you have to change who you are, but a healthy person will recognize who you are and and honor you as you go through your different phases in life and stages and seasons. We're all growing and developing. So they they'll. A healthy person will go with you, but an unhealthy person will hold you underwater until you don't recognize who you are
0: anymore. Exactly. And I, I love how you put that. They hold you underwater until you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Um, another quality that I, I noticed was they're very manipulative. They want uh, people to do what true. they want them to do. It's all about them. Mass-
1: master manipulator master manipulator so in my experience he would use agencies in order to perpetuate abuse so he would fabricate stories or because he had education on the laws and the court systems and whatnot and he would fabricate scenarios and have um even children he would manipulate children and he, in order to manipulate the judges in order to manipulate policemen and just because they, they look put together. They're, this person is professional and would go to golf courses and would rub shoulders with people who have a lot of money and may have a lot of money or put on the show of being, you know, very successful in life. And so put people look at them and it. think, hey, that's a normal, yeah, they'll, put, they'll think, hey, this is a normal, successful human being, and they would never be capable of hurting someone else. But in their heart... They're meaning to destroy, demean, devalue, and destroy. I I heard that from another psychologist, and I I love that term, demean, devalue. Did you and say demean, because,
0: devalue, and destroy? I love that.
1: Yes, and I I borrowed that from oh, what's her name? I just want to give credit where credit is due, and I her name is flipping me, but um, it just it really sums up, you know, what I went through, Mm-hmm. Um, they do manipulate until they can um, perpetuate their demeaning, devaluing and their destruction of you until they're, you know, until that's it for them and that may even be the end of their life. I've heard that some people in these kinds of relationships, you know, can't afford to divorce, but they're so miserably unhappy. One will say I'm just waiting until the other passes away so that hopefully I can have some semblance of peace the remainder of my days like they have sucked all the joy out of life but because of the expensiveness of court battles that it would be divorcing this kind of a person they end up staying in this marriage just waiting for that person you know to try and that's just a terrible way to live I mean some people get stuck in that and oh for heaven's sakes if you're in that situation you know you need to do what you can to get yourself out and free to experience mm-hmm. life the way that you were meant to live it.
0: And also, I notice that they're kind of judgmental. Um, criticism about you, everyone else, never about them. Um, and they will lie if it serves them
1: never take responsibility and very judgmental of others for what they actually do themselves. So, Yes. So, yes. So he is the perpetrator of it, but would accuse you of being the perpetrator in order to deflect everyone else's attention Mm
0: -hmm. so that he
1: can continue the perpetration and continue the misbehavior. And, And so he can get a quote unquote, get away with this, Awful treatment of women and children, and right? And
0: I love that you you indicated that they project onto you what they are doing, because it, it's it's and they're vehement about it too. And they and defend they're vehement. their perspective. Good and they take. I love how you said they don't take responsibility. Absolutely, they do not take any responsibility. Not only do they not take responsibility, um, you have you. you f- You feel like your opinion or your life or you don't matter. Anything about you does not matter. To them,
1: you don't. Right, and to them right. you don't. You're just a possession or a thing. You you don't have value as an equal to them. They're so much better, so much more superior. And it's their way or the highway. Uh, he would say things like, I'm never wrong. you have to support me 100%. If you don't do that, everything will fall apart. It will be your fault that our children will be messed up and blah, 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 blah. And he would, you know, anyway, it just, they're unmerciful when it comes to judgment of others and it's just awful. It's just awful.
0: And I notice they don't apologize. They don't it's not them that does anything wrong.
1: I never got apology out of him unless I told his mom one time that he was cursing at me and yelling at me and, you know, verbally abusing me. And I said, you know what? He used the F word and he was being inappropriate. And she told him, you need to apologize. And that was the one time in our entire marriage that he apologized. He never apologized out of his own heart. And it was because he is still linked to his mama, his mama's purse strings. I mean, she pays for everything. And Anyway, so there was that. But connection
0: they, but the thing about apologies that never, is is you're right on target but just a little bit off. But if they apologize it's to serve one of their purposes.
1: That is exactly why. And so it wasn't a true apology that I got from right. him. It was um it wasn't an actual apology, it was just the words. There was no actual meaning to the apology.
0: Right. Yeah, like after um, now, many, many, was, many
1: times that he needed to huh
0: Well, like after I was beat up, um, I said y- you weren't even sorry for what you did. He goes, "Well, I'm sorry if I hurt you, but I didn't." So. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Shereen.
0: Not that I didn't go to the hospital because I did, and not that they didn't write down didn't that he, I was assaulted because they did.
1: Didn't he break your nose?
0: fractured my nose, two black eyes, bruises on my arms, my back sorry, bruises on my arms, um an abrasion on my back. Um I'm getting so angry on my right neck where you trying to choke me. You've
1: you've told me this before, but I am getting so angry because this physical abuse doesn't just come out of nowhere. It starts with the emotional abuse, the verbal abuse, the little snips here, the little put-downs there, and it's over time, and then all of a sudden it becomes physical. And I was so lucky because had I stayed with mine, that would have been my story too. There is only a matter of time before it it comes to that level. And, oh, it makes me so mad. I'm just about ready to – we've got to – show others how to see the signs of toxicity right. so you can prevent this from even occurring in the first place. Right.
0: And and just like you, I did not understand psychological abuse. I didn't understand verbal abuse, emotional abuse. I didn't understand financial abuse, and that was happening all the time. I didn't understand any of that, any of it. Um, I did ask him one time, right. I said, how come your dog cowers on his way out the door? And he goes, well, I might have kicked him a little too hard one time. No. I just about passed out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, animal cruelty is a huge sign of it is. psychopathic and sociopathic behavior. And it, will, it, will, it is so awful. And, yes, you know, please don't hurt those who cannot defend themselves. A dog right. is a living being. It has a right to live in joy and peace and safety. And to be violated physically like that is totally unacceptable. And what's worse is when you're able to abuse a living being like that, and it won't be long before you progress to a human or to a child right. or to a, a woman who can't defend themselves. Right. And right. It won't, And it's, it's awful.
0: And and another quality that I noticed was inconsistency and let me give you an example like um I was wearing um oh, what are those short pants called they're not short shorts but um they're you know just below the knee
1: capris
0: Yeah capris Yeah and mm-hmm. he hated capris but I love capris, especially in the summer, right? And so I'm wearing caprice and, he, and I said, hey, we need to go to Costco. And he said, I am not going anywhere with you looking like that. And I thought, it's it's just caprice. Um And I, I noticed his shirt was dirty and torn, and it was a work shirt. And I said, well, <clears throat> I'll change mine, but um, how about that shirt you're wearing? Are you going to change that? And he goes, oh, no, I'm not changing my shirt. <laughs> of course I went and changed my clothes and he didn't because I needed to get to Costco. And, um, I guess I could have went alone, but if I did, then I would have been ridiculed when I got back. But, um, so a lot of inconsistencies with them, uh, what's good for them isn't good for you and so forth.
1: So I have nothing to add to that. I think you said it all. I mean, it's true. Inconsistency.
0: Yeah. Um, another one was, um, they, they make you prove yourself to them for some reason. Um, toxic people uh, make you choose them over someone else or something they want over something you want, or, you know, everything's kind of like, almost like you said, almost like a narcissist, everything's, it revolves around them. Of course, um uh, narcissists are, are, that are abusive are toxic people for sure but this almost sometimes turns into a divide and conquer type dynamic. What are your thoughts on that? So
1: when a person gets into a relationship with a toxic person, it's often because you, you have an unmet need in life to prove yourself that you're prove to the world or prove to yourself that you're worthy of love. It comes down to an issue of worthiness in my opinion. So if if you're in that situation, you already have a complex saying, I'm not worthy enough, and so you'll strive to become worthy or to prove yourself to that person, but it's never acceptable to that toxic person. They'll never right. accept even your best effort. So I think, you know, you can be doing it all. You can be holding a career down and cooking and shopping and cleaning and taking care of babies and being pregnant and, you know, doing, doing it all and to prove that, you're, you're there for the family, but that it's never enough and everything is always your fault. And you're, I mean, it just makes me sick that we'll run around in circles doing everything and yet mm-hmm. they'll, you know, get away with murder. They'll get away with everything else under the sun. Um, they, right. they end up taking on their responsibilities. They end up getting their way and going out to do what they want to do when they want to do it, regardless of how it affects everybody else. And, um, so as far as the issue of proving yourself, that's what comes to mind for me.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what, you hit the the next nail on the head that I was going to talk about and they make you defend yourself at times. Um, For some reason, when you're talking about an issue, they start ridiculing, oh, your tone of voice, your words. They focus on problems and not solutions. Their tactics include vague and arbitrary type diverting the focus of the discussion. Um, What are your thoughts on that? So, again, I think they're great
1: manipulators, including in discussions. They're able to twist things around and turn them on to you or to, and all of a sudden you're down a track you never understood how you got here and down on a tangent or an abstract idea and it isn't anywhere near what needs to be handled with each other in a healthy way so in a healthy way when people have those kind of situations they will approach it resolve it and be able to come to an understanding. I would say an angle of repose. My dad is a funny. He, he he coined this frame I'm not sure where he got it from, but he said in his relationship they've attained an angle of repose where they're even if they disagree about something they'll be content without having the whole side of the mountain landslide down. They'll they'll it stay and it's stable ground, and they're at an angle of repose. And I like that analogy. Um, but but in uh an unhealthy or in a toxic situation, they will take you down so that the whole side of the mountain is sliding out from underneath you and you're like, How did this conversation get here?
0: And especially
1: when you is feeling <laughs> Okay, so how I
0: explain my getting into an abusive relationship, I, I always say I joined a club I didn't sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel, too. I joined a club I, I
1: didn't sign up for. I, know. I joined the club, yeah, but so great, Shireen, I was thrown into it also. Well, because I signed up for the Happily Ever After. I signed up right. for that's Prince Charming. that's what I Charming. signed up for. I, I signed yeah. up, right. I signed up for someone who presented himself as amazing and who I thought was amazing, but he was just a wolf in sheep's clothing. He was fake. On the outside, yeah. he looked real, but on the inside, he was willing to devour the sheep. And, you know, that's a great analogy. It's a biblical analogy, and God does yeah. it right. God knows that in the last days there will be wolves in sheep's clothing. And I love that analogy because it really fit my situation.
0: Yeah, and um, like I always say, um, bait and switch there. Bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: bait and switch. <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: <laughs> My
0: cousin, though, says, <laughs> I love her and her, what she says. She goes, false advertising.
1: <laughs> false advertising. Oh,
0: it's oh, oh, so, so there's
1: another biblical analogy. Shireen, there's yeah. another biblical analogy with false <laughs> advertising. I have, to, I have to share it. I'm so excited. So there's a part in the New Testament where Jesus Christ is journeying and he's hungry because he's he's man and he sees a fig tree yeah. and it's it's in, the leaves are in blo or, or uh, I say blossom but the leaves are out and it looks like it's bearing fruit so he goes to the tree you know presumably to to get food from the tree because it looks like it has tree it has fruit from the leaves the way that it is in that season and he arrives at the tree and there's no fruit on this tree and so he curses this tree and he says you will never bear fruit again like forever cursed basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's and a day later or that evening or something i can't remember exactly but the disciples and the followers of jesus looked at that tree and it had withered away and it was never going to bear fruit again. And they said, how quickly it withered. And this is a great analogy because I feel like mine was this, he was a false advertiser and I hope that he, he doesn't get cursed forever, but this is what will happen to folks who, you know, don't um, recognize that they're deceiving others and they're not being true to their faith in God. If they're not being true to who they say they are, if they're saying that they're a Christian or saying that they're following the right path, but they're actually not bearing any fruit and not being able to nourish others who are so hungry and weary. And if they're not doing um, what is their purpose in life, which is to serve and to love and to provide shade and nourishment to then you know, they they cannot enter the kingdom of God. Like they 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 just won't be able to. And I love that analogy. It, it brought a lot of light into my situation as well. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just feel like my mine was a false advertiser. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that, well, I know mine was a false advertiser. It was kind of a bait and switch too, though, because he made me believe one thing, and then and then he turned into another thing. Right, and later right. Told you approach
1: me, these people thinking that they're a cool glass of water, thinking that they're going to be, you know, something that is going to be refreshing to you. You approach it mm-hmm. thinking this is going to be what we need, you know, and it's not, it's a lie. Right.
0: Well, and um, one person said, and I like this, they'll always keep you guessing about which version of them you're going to be getting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh man. So I can imagine that there's quite a bit of volatility in those situations with different toxic people. And in my experience, at least mine was pretty consistently awful. <laughs> Increasing oh, really? in intensity and frequency. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't I kind of knew because he would prep me a little bit or he would say things that would So mine may not have like been in that same one minute ex- extreme happy choice like he wasn't a bipolar type person that would swing from extremes but he was definitely volatile and it was definitely abusive and crossed the line right. in so many ways but um I can imagine that a person you know not knowing what was next well and then again I so I guess there's different levels of this because there were a lot of times that I didn't know what was next or what, what to expect and how awful he really was and how, how low he was willing to go. And it's frightening. But what I'm talking about, I guess, is, is emotional swings like that. Maybe someone has a multiple personality or something. That I, Didn't you do a show with someone who had a mother who had multiple personality yes. disorders? I yes. think this would fit more with that type of toxic person.
0: Yeah. that was actually so true multiple personalities though not not these ones that you know with different names and everything though
1: yeah so interesting how the human mind can 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 go into that space where the human mind is one day such and such a person with such and such age and such and such gender and such and such experiences and then the next day be someone totally different in such and yeah. such age and such and such gender and such and such experiences. Yeah. That was super interesting how the human brain would do that. And that was, yeah. a, you know, that's really my experience. I didn't have someone who had multiple personality disorders, just attachment disorder and another thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And sociopathic and narcissistic and, and
1: all of those. And,
0: and, and sometimes they're at different yeah. levels on each one of those, I think, as well.
1: Oh, for sure. There's definitely a, a scale of severity. That's a
0: scale. <laughs> it's a sliding scale.
1: It's a sliding scale.
0: But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that just cracks me up. Um, okay, were there any other things that uh, you might have recognized that I've um, – missed?
1: Well, I think you have a really good comprehensive list about a toxic person. I think we've covered a lot of ground. I would say someone how they treat their family and how they treat their ex-spouse and how they treat their, uh, those beneath them and how they treat those in the community. Just watch for how they treat others. A toxic person will not treat others, especially those who are perceived below them well, they won't treat them well right so watch if there's any back talking about how they're um, explaining other people, watch for that. That is a huge red flag right
0: right, right, right. uh now, my first thing is if I go out with someone and I hear any negativity about their ex, they're done,
1: right. Me, too. I, I think that that's a, well. Considering what you've been through and what I've been through, I think that is a huge marker. I mean, that just that's a big stick in the sand. I, I'm not ever going to cross that stick because I've been there, done that, and I, yeah. I will. I just believe my ex. And thought, oh, wow, if she's bipolar and you're amazing, we're going to be awesome. We'll have a great family. It'll work out. Yeah. And it wasn't long before he treated me the way he treated her. Go figure, right? (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) You get to a point where, in fact, his ex-wife said to me, because I went and talked to her afterwards, after I left him. And she said, "Um, there's only three people who really know that man. And... Two of them are right here. And I said, that's right. Mm-hmm. And and you don't know a person until you're married to them or, you know, a toxic person. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, just, you know, just likes to have his way from time to time. Oh, you haven't lived there. <laughs> you haven't been doused in his poison, you know. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. And like you said, they're they're great manipulators. And so everyone yeah. believing they're incredible, they're father of the year, they care about their families, they're professionals and successful and put together and well-dressed or whatnot. And uh, behind closed doors, they don't experience empathy and are willing to inflict pain on purpose in order to get their way. And you—you can't live in an environment where they're not willing to change. They're not willing to to stop hurting you. That, and so, totally unacceptable.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't change because they don't have a problem. You do. Remember, you're the problem.
1: Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> because in their in their mind, they're always right,
0: and everyone else is wrong. So I know. I know. Someone I was talking to, um, might have been Karma, and I said, and she said, well, they have a test for narcissists, and I said, and so you expect a narcissist to go in to take a test to find out if they're a narcissist? I said, ask a narcissist. They do not have a problem. You have the problem. They don't have the problem. Why would they be taking the test to find out if they're a narcissist?
1: (laughs) Right. They exactly they can't face the fact that they have behavior that is odd or that is hurtful. They can't face their their own weaknesses. It's too painful to them in a lot of cases i yeah, I think it would be a rare and a strong person who is really able to recognize their own narcissistic behavior and then change it for good like that would be incredible I mean and I think it's a rare person who comes to that self-realization so kudos to you if you have had self-reflection and can see that right yeah
0: Yeah. and you know one thing that I I did notice also and give me some feedback on this they like to exaggerate you're always like this or you're (laughs) never like this and you know Yes. Gone.
1: So again, <laughs> a lot of personal experience with exaggerating with a, a toxic person. Yes, a toxic person will overemphasize their good things. Oh, I have done um, client, client. I have a hundred clients, and they really only have five. Or yeah. I have so and such and <laughs> such, and they really only have you know a couple contracts. But, you know, they. this is why narcissists are often very successful because eventually they'll, like, talk themselves into it and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because these people are not afraid to hurt other people. They're not afraid to let people go or let other people take the fall for their own bad behavior, their fraudulent tax returns. They can brush that off onto their CPA and let the CPA spend time in jail. I mean, these, these toxic people will you know, win at all costs. And so it makes them very effective in business. They'll be quite successful, actually, in all honesty. Yes. And they... are right on target.
0: You're right on target. I know this guy. um I was never married to him, nor would I even go out with him. But I dealt with him. And um, I knew a lot about his situation. And I said, um I... And I knew that he had set his secretary up, and they're good, like you just said. Set his, set his secretary up to take the fall for $400,000 that he stole. And let me tell you how I knew he did it. It's because I said, um, the money that you stole from your, your company. And he blew an absolute huge gasket. What does that yeah. say? <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you called him out on it. Yeah. They don't I I ever want to be right called out you know, because I it's a threat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then all, so, yeah, all the red they, started coming out and uh you know, then that's when you start seeing the narcissist and the toxic person that they are. <laughs> But, right. You know, so if
1: you had said that to me, like if you had said, "Oh, Carolyn, you just stole four hundred thousand dollars on the account," I would laugh with you. I'd be like, oh, ha, 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 you're joking." Right, right, right. Like, because <laughs> I would never, I would never do that. For one thing, so my right. response would be the total opposite of pouring right. gasket. Right.
0: Right. And they—that's one one way you can really catch them in um, uh, to find out if they're narcissistic. Um, one thing that happened to me is. Um, my ex-husband said, you know, are you in this uh, guy friend, a very good guy friend that I've never kissed? Uh, we've, we went out one time years and years and years and years ago. And, um, and we're just friends. Right. And he says, have you ever had uh, slept with him? And I said, Oh no, no, no. I don't have that type of a relationship with him. Uh, we're just best friends. And then I said to him, have you slept with, you know, so and so that he calls a friend, he blew up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he yeah, has. Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course he
1: has. You <laughs> can anything different from someone who thinks life is all about them. <laughs> so yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that, So if so. you ever want to catch someone, that I mean, I think that's the the total key, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, test them. See how, <laughs> yeah. See? See how they do That's under so pressure. Test them. See how they do under pressure. That's the real pressure, like believable problem. And, oh, right. yeah, let's come up with good ways to test to test the next people. Under well, we got to do
0: that, yeah. We, <laughs> Not like we don't have a ton of other stuff on our plate right now, for sure. <laughs> but um in closing, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: I think we've covered a lot of ground Shereen. Thank you for having me on the show tonight It's been a pleasure
0: Oh my gosh, it's been so great having you on And you know, even though I, I just hung out with you last night. It's still always fun to hang out
1: with you. We're doing great, by the way. We've got a lot of work done on SAVE. I'm really excited about what we're doing. Oh, and that reminds me, we're having our annual Saving Abuse and Violence Victims Conference this June. Is there something you wanted to um, put out there for your listeners?
0: Yeah, um, we're um, having the in Southern Utah, the Domestic Violence um, Abuse of Um, Conference Will be held again at Tuacon and um, That's June 7th and 8th And we're going to have some absolutely Fantastic speakers we have Someone talking about traumatic Brain injuries um, And domestic violence and how You know when you're getting Beat up sometimes what some of the Behavioral attributes are of Victims Uh, So that would actually be not only good for victims But also good for those that You know, may have uh, served them in any way, uh, deal with them in any way, may have friends and so forth, so they can understand um, the behavioral differences. Um, I have someone coming down from the um, Attorney General's office to speak on um, trafficking, um, trafficking women and trafficking children, I believe it's both. And again, we're going to have Ashley um, Martlage. I don't know how to say her last name from Texas, talking about um, behavior and and a lot of different things there. And the girl with the multiple person or the girl whose mother had the multiple personality, she's going to be speaking. Uh, is there anyone else that you can think of besides you, me, and Lisa? <laughs> Oh yeah, so we I'm have Sam's going to be music. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sam's going to be playing music, and he's going to talk about how music helps in the healing process for sure, which I think
1: is incredible, and that's going to be a really uh, interesting. I'm just so excited for that, and I'm happy to be there. And so you'll get to come and meet Shereen in person, and I'll be there as well, and you can come and meet us. <laughs> and
0: Voila! <laughs> meet both of us. That is such a prize. <laughs> we are dynamic women, just of so you conference. know. <laughs> oh, You're great, sister. I love you so very much.
1: <laughs> I love you too Shireen and I'm, I'm really glad that we're in this boat together. So, and yeah, you if you are in this boat, come along. If you if you are in this boat and don't want to be alone, you are not alone. Come with us. Right. Come join us. Right. We're going to be there June 7th and 8th and we can learn um where these triggers are coming from and then also how to heal them and progress and to find true stable ground.
0: Right. And we can and they can register online at S a v v e dot org, and, um, or, um, and and check in uh, check in time is at eight right eight and um, all the workshops right. and so forth and keynote speakers start at nine.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So, we'll do the introductions. So, last year we had check-in at 8.30 and then introductions at 9 and then breakouts from there, but that is great. All the information will be posted on the website shortly. Right. And it looks like we're good to go.
0: Yeah. We are. We're we're really good to go. Well, thank you so much for this wonderful evening. You're always a joy to talk to because I, between you and Lisa, you guys are just wonderful. So I so appreciate it.
1: I'm Happy to be here, Shireen. I'm glad you pulled me into this. It's very valuable, and I'm happy to help.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Love you, and I will talk to you later. Okay.
1: Sounds great. Thank you, Shireen. Okay. Love you thank too, you. As
0: okay, okay. <laughs>
1: bye-bye <laughs> bye
0: in closing i just wanted to add that um my show is on every thursday at seven at eight uh well six o'clock pacific seven o'clock um mountain and eight o'clock central time that would of course make it nine o'clock eastern time um but that being said so um that's every Thursday now. And even though sometimes I forget, we'll it might be a little bit late like tonight. So just uh, hold tight because I have so much going on right now. In fact, this month is the month where um my I, I gained my freedom from my abuser. So in in some aspects it's a little difficult for me. It's been a little bit difficult, uh, for me getting through this month. But it's been it's been good. And and my topics are very helpful for not even not only other people but also myself. I'm still healing; it's only been five years. I know there's a lot of people out there who's been um out you know ten, fifteen, and so forth and um and this is five is is um is is difficult. You know, you get into a, a marriage thinking, this is the man of my dreams, this is the person that I love, and they end up being something far different than than what you ever expected. And like I said, I always say, if anyone asks, I say I joined a club I did not sign up for. I signed up for the Happily Ever After Club, and I got the Toxic Person Club. And I had never really been around toxic people all that much, Um, a little bit, but you know, you know how to change your environment when you're not married to them. But when you marry them, it's a little different story about changing your environment with a toxic person. And unless you know how to recognize toxicity, that's why we talked about it tonight. Unless you know how to recognize the toxicity, it's actually very difficult to um, identify. Uh, You think, oh, they're just having a bad day. We, you know, I don't know if it's a woman thing. I don't know if it's just The type of person I am, but I always give people leeway. I give them credit. Oh, you know they're just having a bad day. Things will get better. You know this isn't really who they are. Well, it is who they really are. Who they portrayed themselves to be is not who they are. And so, please, brothers and sisters, watch for that in your life. Remove toxic people from your life. If you're married to one, prepare for safety. I never tell someone to get out of a toxic or abusive relationship. I tell them to prepare for safety. And so look that up. There's a lot of things that that entails. There's checklists on preparing for safety. First thing I always recommend to people when they're preparing for safety is get a bank account, a different bank account only in your name, and start stocking money away. Take clothes to a friend's house. Check on insurance. How is that going to affect you once you leave your toxic person, once you leave your abuser? Um, Check every detail um, in your life that will help you prepare for your safety. Carolyn's case, she had to prepare for safety for her children as well. So you need to do that as well if you have children. I was very blessed. I did not have children um, at home and... um, so it was it was it was quite a blessing there. I didn't have to worry about that. So I want to say loves to all and have a good night.